Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I recognize that everybody's got very busy schedules, and I am really grateful that you've decided to share some space with me. I do believe that these conversations are really important, and I really appreciate knowing that many of you are bringing them back to your own kitchen tables to help people to to further understand complex issues and difficult, sometimes difficult conversations. So on the weekend, I was very pleased and honored to participate as a guest speaker in the 2023 FASD Strengthening the Connection Conference that took place in Burlington, Ontario, that was sponsored by the Hamilton and Halton FASD support groups. So very pleased to participate, and I loved the concept of this con- this conference, which circled around the need for connection. So we heard from Miles Hemelwright, who spoke about his lived experience with FASD. He talked about his family dynamics and how amazing his parents were and how you know, being misinformed and not understanding what role prenatal alcohol exposure had on his childhood, what kind of impact that had, and how the diagnosis provided some clarity for him um, after many years of really feeling misunderstood and, and not really being clear on why he was doing some of the things he was doing. So we heard from a number of people actually at this conference who um, who spoke to exactly that. We spoke from, we heard from Amanda and Jennifer and Savannah and Justin who, and you know, the, the what resonated the most for me was how uh, diagnosis provided the clarity that was so helpful for them. It also provided them with the understanding that, hey, this is not my fault. And as Jennifer said, um, you know, although the diagnosis meant that there was something in air quotes wrong with her, she was also able to recognize that this was not her fault and as a result of her choices. So she was, um, and everybody actually, was able to provide themselves Uh, with more compassion and people around them with more compassion in understanding that, hey, these things are tricky and that together we'll be stronger and we'll be able to figure some of this stuff out together. So that was really, really remarkable. We also heard from Enrico and Anna who talked about Um, the importance of good planning in terms of transitioning to adulthood and again focusing on the success that can be had when we really make connections and and kind of wrap around individuals. Um, Darlene Duran spoke about team love and her focus on that and and even though it sounds really simple just really kind of approaching the the circumstances with love and compassion recognizing that this is a brain-based condition and a full body experience so she was able to share some really uh, amazing um, life experiences and also some really really helpful tips and strategies that that help her and it all circles around really 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 good planning and um, and having some things in our toolbox and also recognizing that we cannot do this alone, that when we struggle with complex mental health and complex learning th- um, difficulties, that caregivers need 
a stage crew is what she referred to it as and uh, people behind the scenes that help the family and the individual reach their potential and to do their best and I chose to speak about creative approaches towards inclusion because I think for those of you who know me you understand that my particular passion has always been on those who are misunderstood who have been misdiagnosed and who have been hidden and have been blamed for making poor decisions and parents have been made for poor parenting strategies and not measuring up. And we've looked at, you know, the environment and all of the adverse childhood experiences that that are impactful and, and are really significant and serious and we need to address. But in many cases, there's more to the story, and that story often, not always, but often includes prenatal exposures that result in brain damage and really complicated and beautiful brains that need to be supported differently. So I was focusing on what we as service providers and helpers can do to be more inclusive, recognizing that none of us have to be absolute FASD experts in order to be really, really helpful and to be game-changing, quite frankly, in the trajectory in in somebody's um, future outlook. So that uh, that was huge. And then we also, I also um, wanted to focus on how we as caregivers and parents and loved ones and family members can work towards um, inclusion and can be, you know, creative in, in, in our approach to be um, taking good care of ourselves and also to be better positioned to take care of, of uh, the people around us with uh, complex needs. And then lastly, the the focus of my session was to circle, although I ran out of time, but I really wanted to circle on, um, circle around what individuals can do in order to place them in a good position to be more able to embrace their condition and to be open to the supports and services that are available to them, recognizing that we all need helpers and that it is natural to try to avoid a difficult diagnosis or even pretend that it doesn't exist. I often say that, you know, we can pretend that we don't have diabetes and we can eat the chocolate cake and we can enjoy the chocolate cake, but eventually we're going to feel the consequence of not adhering to the treatment protocols that would put us in a in a you know our best position given the condition of diabetes and the same goes whether or not you have post-traumatic stress disorder whether or not you have anxiety whether or not you have depression whether or not you have bipolar or borderline personality disorder whether or not you have autism spectrum disorder adhd and certainly fasd so again, this conference was amazing. It's always so great to hang around with like-minded individuals and people who are equally inspired to, to do what we can to prevent incidences of FASD and to uh, mitigate the risks associated with individuals who do struggle today. So that was pretty amazing. And, and once again, I'm, I'm just so honored to, be a, to have been a part of it. When I came home, and again this evening, I was listening to the television, and there's more discussion around a global mental health crisis, and I would agree that we are in crisis mode right now, and 
And there are a number of reasons for this global crisis that's taking place right now, not the least of which has been our recent COVID situation. We can talk about our housing difficulties and the rate of inflation, um, the opioid crisis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I also think we all we have to recognize the role that alcohol plays in our culture today, and that even small amounts of alcohol during the pregnancy can result in an increased risk of mental health conditions as well. Even if you wouldn't qualify for a full fetal alcohol spectrum disorder diagnosis, but it's really fascinating to me because I just looked at my Facebook page where another ad came up from the Center of Addictions and Mental Health Services again discussing the global mental health crisis and within the comments we're hearing from people who are struggling with things like dyslexia, ADHD, um, concentration difficulties, some learning lags, those kinds of things that also can be related to prenatal alcohol exposures but in nine times out of ten the question around alcohol use during pregnancy is just not asked. So let's bring this conversation back home to our own kitchen tables. Now, there's been recent alcohol guidelines released here in Canada that share with us very clearly that there's no health benefits to alcohol use overall, and certainly a lot of consequence to um, to use of, of alcohol and consumption. So those kinds of things need to be considered on an individual basis. But then it's a little bit magnified, I would argue, when we consider the impact of a developing baby. So again, let's have these conversations and let's recognize that Nobody does harm or drinks during a pregnancy deliberately to do harm to the growing baby, but there is a lot of misinformation out there, and there's a lot of times where we just simply do not consider those early weeks prior to the pregnancy being confirmed. So the goal here is to share amongst our kitchen tables that if you're planning a pregnancy, please don't drink. If there's a chance that there could be a pregnancy, please don't drink. And let's do what we can to spread this message so that we can reduce both the incidences of prenatal alcohol exposure and then we can work together as a society to offer more compassion and understanding and to be better positioned to screen and identify when the complexities that somebody is experiencing that may look like mental health and may look like concentration difficulties and that kind of thing, but it might in fact be related to prenatal alcohol exposure and that it needs to be further understood. Again, what we learned loud and clear at the conference this weekend from individuals was that the diagnosis provided clarity and provided a pathway to understanding and to relevant supports. And a feeling like they were finally understood and that they could get some of the supports that they were really, really looking for. I am so pleased and excited to be a part of some training and these conferences and, you know, professional development and more awareness activities. And I just keep becoming more and more inspired when I see individuals really indicate that they are learning new information that they probably should have known for years. So again, uh, check out my website for more training opportunities. I'm so thrilled to be offering the first ever training specifically for social workers and frontline assessment practitioners. 
who will be better positioned to screen and identify and again put people on a path to more helpful and relevant supports. So there's a number of tips and resources that you can find free on my website so I encourage you to check that out and again thank you so much for keeping this conversation going at your own kitchen tables.